Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And in today's episode, we got a special one. Today, I'm joined by current TCU offensive lineman, John. John, how are you doing, my guy? I'm doing good, Mason. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. I'm excited to have you on today. I mean, I love being able to interview my fellow Horn Frogs, so I think today should be definitely a good one. Now, John, before we do start today's episode, let's talk a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how you got into football and stuff like that. Hi, also, my name is John Lands, and I'm actually the fourth. Uh, I'm from Denton, Texas, and I grew up playing football. I started in sixth grade, I believe, and which is kind of surprising, but that's when I started, played sixth grade, and I started middle school and high school. It's also crazy, though, that uh, growing up, baseball is always my favorite sport up oh, until really? about, up until about like my sophomore year of high school, junior year. It's actually a crazy story. It was after after my sophomore football season, my head coach at my high school, uh, he brought me into his office and asked if I was going to keep playing football my junior and senior year because I was always a baseball baseball guy. And so it's, that's just one of my favorite stories that he brought me into his office just to even see if I was going to keep playing baseball. But right around my sophomore year, transitioning to my junior year in high school is when I really fell in love with the game and – I ended up stop, stopping playing baseball. I, didn't, I played my sophomore year, didn't play my junior year in high school. Just focused right on football from there after. I got you. So when you did play baseball, what position did you play? I'm guessing probably like first base, third base, or catcher. Uh, so I grew up playing catcher, and I'm I'm a, I'm a big guy now, and so I kind of outgrew the position and transitioned to first base. I got you. Yeah, and then kind of I just outgrew it and outgrew the love of baseball. Hey, no, I, I got you. I mean, that decision, it seems so far in your career, it's kind of worked out for you. I mean, you made it to Power 5. But anyway, so what uh, high school in Denton did you go to? Because, you know, you got like Denton, you know, Denton High, Geyer, Ryan. Which high school did you go to? I went to Denton Geyer. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, they, they're producing some talent here recently. They're starting quarterbacks, just committed to Oklahoma a couple months back. So pretty, pretty yeah. solid, pretty solid high school program. But um, let's talk a little bit about your playing career in high school. So were you always on varsity one, like freshman year or was it, you know, cause you said you skipped your sophomore year, right? No, I played my sophomore year. It was like after my sophomore year is when I met with my high school coach. Oh, okay. I got you. Uh, no, actually. So freshman year, I was on the freshman team, sophomore year, I played JV and that going from sophomore year off season to junior year, is when I like the big transition. And so, like, cr it's crazy to think about, but I'm, like, 6'4", 315 right now. And my freshman year of high school, I was probably, like, 6'2", 6'3", only 200 pounds. Damn. Okay, so, so you were, like, linebacker size pretty much, you know, your freshman year. Well, yeah, I was, I was like, always like, I was always a tall kid, but I was never, like, I played offense line, but I was never, like, as big as I am now. I got and you. Then, and then, really – Every year of high school, I put on like twenty pounds, twenty five pounds. Like I played my senior year around like two eighty. Okay, well, I mean, once again, I think it's worked out pretty well for you. So, but yeah. during your um, so so kind of in your uh, upperclassmen years of high school, when did you start gaining a lot of attention from a lot of these Power Five programs or just D one programs in general? Really, not till after my junior season. So, like once I made my like highlight tape for after my junior year is when. That spring ball before my senior year is when I started getting a lot of attention. Okay. So do you have like so do you remember if I mean it's okay if you don't, but do you remember what your first offer was like from the power five ranks of college football? Uh my first power five offer was actually TCU. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
So that that must have been a good feeling, you know, especially your hometown school literally offering you as your, you know, first Power Five offer. But so going into your senior year, right, you know, you were starting to kind of climb up the ranks and everything like that. What was kind of your mindset going into your senior year? Did you already know that you were going to, you know, go to TCU or were you kind of waiting to see what other offers would come your way? Now, if I remember right, I started getting my offers, which like before the senior year started, I think I committed right after or during spring ball going into my senior year. So I think I already knew I was coming to TCU before the senior year even started. Oh, okay. So you knew from the get-go that you were going to be a Horn Frog, you were going to stay home. So, but was there any other offers that were kind of intriguing to you, whether it was, you know, in-state schools or other out-of-state schools? Well, it's uh, it's actually funny because we play them this year, but there's one school I ended up taking an unofficial there to University of Colorado Boulder. Oh, okay. So you, so, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so that was a school that I, me and my mom visited up there for like the weekend. And we actually, I loved it. Like the whole, the town, the whole atmosphere was awesome, but I just chose to stay closer to home and I loved TC a little bit more. Hey, I don't blame you, especially like the family environment and the fact that you're really only about 40 minutes or so from Denton. So, I mean, that's obviously kind of a no brainer, but so were, you, so were you at all thinking about possibly flipping from TCU to Colorado, or was it just more one of those things, kind of, you know, enjoying the recruiting uh, process, I guess you could say? No. Uh, once I committed to TCU, I was down with the recruiting process. So I took my visit to Colorado before I ever even committed to TCU. But once I once I get uh, yeah, my word to TCU that I was coming here, there's nothing that's going to change that. I got you. I got you. So obviously, so how did your senior year go, you know, personally and as a, you know, team? Did y'all make it to state or anything like that? Or No, my senior year was actually, uh, it was kind of a letdown. We ended up getting bounced in the first round of playoffs, which sucked. But I still have great, great memories from playing high school, home my high school buddies. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Nothing beats Friday Night Lights, literally. Nothing. So, so throughout your high school career, were there any notable players that you still remember to this day facing off, whether it was, you know, on, you know, defensive line, secondary or anything like that? Because obviously playing at Denton Geyer, you probably played some dogs that made it to, you know, D1 football. So is there any guys that kind of stood out to you throughout your high school career? Uh, hmm, let me think. There was, uh, I know. One of the Plano schools had a linebacker that ended up going to a and I, I exactly forget his name, but I think he set, like, the record for the number of offers held by a recruit coming out oh. of high school. Uh, was it that was it that uh, that guy that he was in, like, the bathtub and he had all those, like, uh, recruiting envelopes and everything like that on him? That, like, that picture went, that went viral years ago? You talking about that be- kid? Yeah, I believe so. I'm, oh, okay. I'm having trouble remembering his name. No, you're good. Yeah. I can't even think of it, but yeah. yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. So that's, I mean, obviously playing a kid like that, that, you know, every school wants, that's got to definitely be kind of, you know, impressive. So do you, if you remember you like when you played them, did you kind of, you know, keep them in check or was it one of those oh, games? No, most definitely. I think I was my junior year and he, I think he was a year older than I was, but uh, yeah, I remember keeping him in check. Hey, hey, that's a hey, power to you. I mean, especially cats like that, that sometimes, you know, think they're a little bit better than they are, but definitely it's cool seeing the underdogs be able to take it out. But anyway, so now that your high school career is over, you know, you're transitioning over to playing, obviously, in college football. So were you an early enrollee or did you graduate in May and then join for fall camp? No, I graduated in May and came in that June 1st or June 2nd timeline. 
Okay. And did the whole and did the whole summer. I got you. Yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit about your first couple years at TCU because I know they kind of not necessarily a letdown, but I know definitely you did you did struggle with some injury issues. So kind of tell us a little bit about how your college career started off. Yeah, my college my college career start was definitely a rocky one. So I went through the whole summer, had a great summer my freshman year, and then I get to fall camp. So my freshman year fall camp, fifth practice of fall camp, uh, I tore my left labrum, which is like, for y'all who don't know, that's your shoulder. And so I ended up having surgery on that and missed the entire missed the entire season and came back for spring ball. And that was my freshman year. That's the first injury. And then my sophomore year, come back, have a great summer again, come back to fall camp again, fifth practice of fall camp again. I ruptured my bicep and have surgery on that. So I missed that whole year. So I ended up redshirting, then medical redshirting. And so those are my first two injuries I had. So so for your, I guess you could say true freshman year, so did you use just a red shirt or did you use that medical red shirt? No, for the my true freshman, I just used the uh just a regular red shirt. Okay. In order to use the medical red shirt, you need to be hurt like two years in a row with injuries, I believe. I got you. Okay, so that's what you used for your, I guess, what would have been your true sophomore year. Yes, it was okay. the medical red shirt. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about the COVID year. That was the year that you finally were able to, you know, get some playing time. You started to get a little bit more healthy. So talk to us a little bit about how that year went and kind of the mindset that you held that whole year, knowing that, hey, I'm finally healthy. I need to make the best out of the opportunities that I'm given. Exactly. That was just it was such a good feeling that year to just be able be able to get on the field and it was awesome. It was my playing my first getting my first start that year. Just being able to get back on the field after two years and not playing was just such a great feeling. So so obviously I know the COVID season was rough for everyone, but for you personally, how did you kind of, you know, work through COVID and kind of excel, I guess, during that season and not let it kind of damper you throughout the year well COVID was definitely a huge letdown for me and for all members of our team but for me I was just so grateful just to be able to get on the field and just to appreciate the position where I am in today now given the opportunity to play division one football for me it's just a blessing just to be able to, to do that to still be able to play even with COVID going on Absolutely. that was kind of my attitude Hey, no, I mean I, that's that's attitude you, you need to have especially during something that we've never seen before and so, also another thing I wanted to ask: How weird was it only having like a couple thousand fans in a fifty thousand, you know, person stadium? Because I know that had to have been kind of eerie, or almost like you're kind of playing a scrimmage. Oh, it definitely was. So I know if I remember right, some people were allowed to have like fifty percent capacity, and then some stadiums were just like only uh, only family could come to our games. So like only we like only we could have tickets for our family members to come watch us play. So I remember playing at Kansas that year. It was kind of like a high school game with the amount of people who were there. It was kind of, it was weird. Like you had this whole huge stadium and only like probably a couple hundred people there. Yeah, it definitely doesn't help the fact that, as we all know, Kansas really isn't the greatest college football program. But I, I specifically remember watching that game because it was a primetime game on Fox, right? And that was, that was kind of the game where, you know, the running backs especially dominated and then. I kind of looked at it also at the same time. I'm like, it kind of seemed like the old line was starting to gather themselves. I mean, obviously early on in the season, y'all did beat Texas. I mean, that was a huge upset for y'all, you know, a team that was so heavily 
I guess you could say over not overrated, but just were so heavily looked, you know, sought after. So kind of what were your, I guess you could say mentality that you kept throughout the season? Because now did you play in that Texas game or were you, were you injured? Uh, if I believe the Texas game was like, I think our fourth game of the year, fourth or fifth. And I think I didn't, I know for, I know I didn't play in that game because I was still, that was my first, that was the COVID year. I was still coming off uh, those injuries. Didn't have any like I didn't have any playing experience at all. So I think I think the next week or the week after is when I first got my first playing time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but I I didn't participate in that I, Texas game, the COVID year. I got you, but were you? So I'm guessing you were on the sidelines and everything, right, during that game. Yes. So yes. kind of what was the energy throughout? You know, the whole team because y'all literally went down to Austin and upset. I think at the time they were the ninth ranked team in the country. So was that kind of a good morale boost for y'all, considering you know all the struggles that y'all did have through COVID? Oh, definitely. It was definitely a huge morale booster. I remember uh, how excited we were after the game, and I think that's. That year is when they were still in construction on like their whole new field house. Yeah. So if I remember right, Texas was using their visitor locker room for that game. And we were actually in the old, like super old track locker room. Is oh, where our shoot. Whole, yeah, is where our whole football team was. I remember how cramped we were in there, but how excited we were as a team after we got that one in. No, that's absolutely cool. I mean, because it's it, like because a lot of you know the average fan they don't really hear about you know the behind the behind the scenes and everything like that. So it's kind of cool to get like a first person view into what it was like, especially playing at UT. You know, one of the most notable college football programs. But but anyway, let's talk a little bit more about you. So, what was your first game that you actually played during your uh? Would it be your redshirt sophomore year? Uh, yes, I think it was K State the week after or. I, I believe, yeah, I believe it was K State the week after. Okay. So, how do you feel like, or if you remember at all, do you feel like you performed very, like, pretty well? Because I'm trying to think also back to that game. I don't remember if we won that game, but in your opinion, how do you feel like you played for your first ever, you know, D1 college football experience and playing time? I just remember the first time I went in was like right before halftime. I, I went in the drive or two drives before halftime, and I remember being super nervous as I was finally getting to play my first my first snaps in college football. I think after, like the first play, the, the ball snapped. I think I was a little late off the ball. And I remember just after that play, I settled in and had a had a good drive. I got to play a couple more drives in the second half. But I just remember that first drive, I was late off the ball. And after that, it was kind of like, all right, this is for real. Like, let's go. You got <laughs> to yeah. go now. Yeah, I mean, you're playing at the highest level of college football you can, but – so throughout the rest of the year, how do, how well do you feel like you performed personally? I mean, considering you didn't play your first two years at TCU and now you're finally getting an opportunity. So how do you feel like that you played, I guess, throughout that the last couple games of the year? Uh, I thought I played average, I would say, compared like I, compared to where I am now. Like if I when I watch back, go back and watch the tape from back then, I don't think I looked very good. <laughs> I got in, the, in, the, in the time. I thought I played well, and it's just crazy because with those all the injuries I had, and especially like the COVID year. Yeah. So I I'm, I hadn't really played football since high school because I missed all fall camp, and then uh, oh I missed the whole season my freshman year of practice, missed the whole season my sophomore year of practice, and then only thing I got to do was spring ball, which is only 15 practices my freshman year, 
And I remember the COVID year, our spring ball actually got canceled. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. So, yeah. So I really only had about fifteen to twenty practices of like actually playing football since high school. So I just remember being super rusty. And I know I had a lot of potential. Everyone thought I had a lot of potential, but I just remember being super rusty and not playing where I needed to play, in my opinion, because I'm really hard on myself. I mean, yeah, that's a, you know, that's a good and bad thing at the same time, because sometimes, you know, when you do perform really well, you know, in your head, you're like, there's a lot of things I could have done better and this and that. But considering the fact that you really hadn't played football in pretty much three years, I mean, hey, I'll I'll give it to you. That's pretty impressive considering all the adversity that you went through just to get to that point. But um, let's talk a little bit about this 2021 season. So this was your first year, I guess you could say, where you were, for the most part, pretty healthy. So just talk to us a little bit what it was like, you know, the mentality that you had going into your uh, redshirt junior year. Oh, oh, this past year was definitely super exciting. I remember uh, I was the starter for the first time, like, coming into the season, which was, like, super exciting to me is every night I'd worked for my entire life at, uh, had been coming up to this. Like, this is what I've worked for. I remember I started the first four games, and then actually the Texas game this past year, I suffered a high ankle sprain. Oh, shoot. Yeah, which kind of, which, which really wasn't fun at all because it kind of, like, high ankle sprains are different from low ankle sprains, and it kind of, like, you get better from them, but you're not – 100% better until, like, probably the season's over. So, even after I missed three or four games, I was never really completely healthy to how I was playing before that for the rest of the season. But I got you. I, I was playing football, and that's that's what I love to do. So, I was super excited about that. I got you. So, so you did return during the season, right? I think it was right. the like, Oklahoma State game. Right. I think I missed three or four games. Okay. Yeah, two, yeah something like that. And unfortunately, I know you probably know it better than a lot of us. That Oklahoma State game definitely did not go y'all's way. But, you know, y'all were facing a lot and, I mean, a lot of drama in the locker room because, you know, Coach P, I think, was this – the Oklahoma State game was the first game after he resigned, right? No, it was the second game. Second we played game? Baylor. We played Baylor the week before. Okay, and yeah. Where, and that's where we'd be Baylor at home and we went to Oklahoma State. That was an amazing game, though. I mean, it was kind of Chandler Morris's welcome to, you know, Fort Worth party and I mean he absolutely balled out I mean yes he did so it's just it's, it's cool kind of seeing especially a lot of these young guys step up when you need them the most and obviously this season y'all have got a lot of expectations you know with coach Dykes coming over from SMU and the whole new coaching staff so tell me a little bit tell me a little bit you know so far about kind of your you know the things you like about this new coaching staff and how it's kind of improved the whole program as a whole Oh, one of the biggest things I like about this coaching staff is just like the whole culture change that's been brought with it. And so I feel like that was one of our biggest issues in the past was just how bad our culture ended up getting. And like one, it's like pretty much it's like a clean slate for everyone to start over. And those who want, those who don't want to be here have the opportunity to leave. And those who wanted to stay and, and wanted to work for us to finally be able to have a good season for us to win, they ended up staying. So it's just been awesome that everyone's truly bought in this season. And I'm just excited to see how it goes. I mean, personally seeing a couple of the practices and everything like that, I mean, you could just tell off the rip that the energy is completely different than, than it has been the past couple of years. I mean, in my opinion, I, I don't think y'all are getting the respect y'all deserve. And I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, as a biased TCU fan, but I mean, seriously, because, you know, a lot of these quote unquote experts are out here saying, you know, y'all are going to place ninth in the big, big 12 and all this and that. 
what are kind of you know your thoughts about all these people underrating y'all for this upcoming season? Uh, personally, I like it. It's given us a lot of motivation. And I know uh, a lot of people have picked us to finish last or second to last in the Big Twelve or just lower in the bottom end of the Big Twelve. And it's kind of just been extra motivation because I feel like as a team, we're finally like starting to gel, starting to come over. As you said before, like the energy is just completely different now. I feel like as a team, we're just sick and tired of losing. I really feel like that's going to change this year. No, I got you. I mean, this old line, in my opinion, is probably the strongest it's been in years. You know, with guys like Steve, Brandon, you, even Alon, who came over from SMU. So what are kind of your expectations for the O-line this season? Because obviously, this is going to be a very, you know, veteran-type offensive line, which is something we haven't had really in years. Oh, I have super high expectations for us as offensive line. I know you have Esteban Avila, Steve Avila, you have Brandon Coleman, Alon, uh, Wes Harris, Andrew Coker. I feel like we have a great core group of guys who just like who are we're super hard on ourselves. And we're a super close knit group of guys, and we're just super hard on ourselves because we know what the expectations are, what the standards are, and we know we have the potential to be the strongest unit on the team. Which and everything starts up front. And if you have a strong offensive line, you're most likely going to have a strong team. So we're kind of taking the responsibility and putting it on our backs this year. And it's up to us. Hey, I respect it 100%. I mean, y'all, I mean, like, like, you know, a lot of people, you know, I wish they would know, you know, if y'all aren't, you know, firing on all cylinders, you know, y'all nine times out of 10 will not win the, that football game. I mean, because the old line is pretty much, you know, you have to be firing on all cylinders, completely fundamentally sound. And I mean, this year, I feel like this is probably the best group that we've had. And I mean, don't mean to keep repeating myself, but I mean, this definitely seems like the best group we had in years. So I'm really excited to see what y'all do on the O-line. Also, I want to talk about the running back room that we got this year, because I mean, not really talked about once again, but, you know, obviously it was, you know, huge loss losing Zach to Ole Miss, but I think Kendra, in my opinion, will probably end up becoming a little bit better than Zach. And so what are kind of your thoughts about this upcoming year's uh, running back room? I feel like we have a super strong running back room this year. Obviously, you have Kendra uh, headlining the group, and you have Amari DiMicardo coming in. And he's he's one of the smartest guys on our team and one of the best leaders, just like just the way he holds himself on the team. I feel like both those guys make for a heck of a running back group. And I feel like they're definitely going to be another one of our strengths on our uh, offense and on our team this year. I got you. I got you. So, you know, real quick, let's go back to you. What are some expectations that you have personally for yourself in this upcoming season? Uh, for me, number one goal always just go on my past history, just to stay healthy and the best availability. The best ability is availability. And so that's just my number one goal is just be able to stay healthy and be out there. But then also I want to help contribute to our offense line, being the best offense line in the conference, best offense line in the nation. And that's, that's where our goals are this year as a group is just that we know our potential. Everyone's talking about how we could be the strength of the team. And we just want to, we just want to prove that. I mean, I completely respect that. I mean, y'all definitely do have that potential to be there. So kind of like, as we're kind of closing things up, I want to talk to you real quick about this whole Texas tech and TCU thing going on here lately. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what are your, what are your thoughts about it personally? I mean, I think it's kind of funny, but as a player, you know, you know, kind of between this rivalry, what are your thoughts about it? Oh, uh, I think it all started with the ticket sales, if I'm correct. And then something got tweeted, if I, if I, if I remember right. And I just think it's funny. I mean, all, me and all my roommates were just scrolling. I think the day it happened, we were just scrolling through Twitter going, 
why the heck are all these cactuses everywhere? <laughs> yeah. We had no idea what it meant. No, I think it's funny. And I ended up seeing a tweet where they're sending like uh some tech fans were actually sending like cactuses that they bought on Amazon to like our athletics department, which I thought was was funny. <laughs> no, that, it's just Another thing that I've kind of found funny about it, too, is like Tech is talking so much crud for a team that, especially these past couple years, has not been able to compete with y'all. Like, like they're not even in the same category as y'all. Now, I know, obviously, their fan base is, you know, being out there in Lubbock, you don't really have a lot to do. So, obviously, you kind of have to buy into that. But, I mean, once again... I just it's just a funny situation because like you said, seeing a bunch of these cactuses on Twitter, on Instagram and everything, everything like that, you're wondering why the heck is there all these just random cactuses just appearing up on my feed? Exactly. Well, I'm all I'm all for the rivalry. I think that the rivalries are what make college football great and make it fun for the fans. And so Absolutely. That, I, I'm enjoying it. I know the fans will enjoy it when we play tech this year. So I'm excited for it. I think rivalries make football better and I wish there was more of them. No, I mean, I completely agree with you because I know definitely, you know, these past couple months, it's definitely been a little bit shaky as we've seen these big programs, whether it's been conference realignment or just NIL and everything like that. It's almost kind of starting to seem like a lot of these rivalries are just kind of going to waste almost. But so kind of personally, how has NIL and all these conference realignments kind of affected you and the program as a whole? Because I know there's been a lot of conversations about TCU looking to join the Pac-12 or TCU, you know, you know, staying in the big 12 or cause we, I mean, we really don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty when it comes to the future of, you know, college football. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I really don't know much about realignment. I'm just, whoever we end up playing, wherever we end up going, whether we stay in the big 12, whatever we end up doing, I'm just here to win. I just want to win games. So I don't care who we play, where we play. We're all just as a team, just sick and tired of losing. So. Hey, I love our, that mentality. Our, our main goal is just to be able to win this year. No, I lo- I absolutely love to hear that. And speaking of this year, what is your you know the game that you're looking most forward to in this upcoming season? Uh, for me personally, it'd be the Baylor game. Okay. So I have a, I have a younger brother who will be a sophomore, and he's a defense lineman at Baylor. And so, oh, okay. But I'm excited for that game. See, hopefully he gets some playing time this year, and because I'm on offense line, he's on defense line. Hopefully. There'll be some smack talk going on in the game if we line up against each other, which is what I'm excited for. I was going to say, that'd be pretty cool. And, you know, obviously Dave Aranda, who's a defensive-minded head coach, it'll be a really interesting game, especially, you know, they probably got a little bit of bad taste in their mouth from last year. So, I I mean, it's kind of funny because a lot of people are kind of forgetting about the whole Baylor and TCU rivalry, too. I mean, as we've constantly been talking about tech and everything. Because this Baylor game should be really interesting this year. You know, both teams very solid. I know Baylor's lost a couple pieces, but – it should be a really good game, and I mean, honestly, I look forward to you know seeing you potentially face up against your brother. <laughs> That'll be pretty <laughs> fun if that happens. But um, so no, I mean, once again, John, I really do appreciate you coming on today for an interview, my guy. I you know I've had a lot of fun being able to talk to you, discussing some TCU football and discussing yourself. And is there anything that you want to kind of get off your chest before we do in today's episode? Uh, to all you TCU fans out there, uh, I'm excited for the season. As a team, we're tired of losing, so we're, I'm expecting some expecting to have a good season, and I'm just super excited for our team this upcoming season.
No, I love to hear it, John. Once again, guys, please make sure you go show my guy, John, some love on all of his socials and make sure to go check him out. You know, just if you're interested in kind of a little bit of his playing career, I'll leave all of those links down below in the description. So once again, thank you again, John, for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure to interview you and I look forward to seeing y'all ball out this year. Thank you, Mason. I had a blast.